everybody. Wow, what a gorgeous theme song we have. What a gorgeous theme song. What a gorgeous audience. I know. I thought we were only going to have Heather and Stu, who we met yeah. before the show. Oh, uh-huh. my God. Look. Michael's family is here. Holy oh, shit. nice. Um, hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thank you for coming at noon on a Saturday in the middle of a comedy festival. People have been out all night. I love I'm it. ravaged by the yeah. travel. I'm destroyed. <laughs> I'm not mentally here. I'm yeah. sorry for what you're about to see. Oh, no, it's going to be a ball. How I was have your... gum in my mouth, like some kind of Hoosier. What's going on? <laughs> I'm getting it out. Just pop it onto it your bottle right there. That's what I'm going to do. There we go. Do you know when I used to smoke cigarettes, not that I would ever do that ever again, sorry, yeah, Michael's family, I, in a bar, would be holding a drink and would, without missing a beat, put my gum on the side of the cup and then continue smoking. And I remember so many times seeing like the look of horror in people's <laughs> eyes, like what, are, and just like walking away. That is my Ohio showing. There it is. Um, How was your journey to get here? Oh, I mean, fantastic. Um, It's a lovely flight. It's a lovely air cat. I feel so far from you. I know. This is Um, so odd. Yeah. It's been uh, been fun. Last night, okay, my internal clock is, of course, destroyed um, because there's a a three-hour difference. So that's that's enough to make a 47-year-old man uh, lose his mind. So (laughs) last night, uh, went and saw Haunting Renditions. Elliot Glazer's show, which is fantastic. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. But because my internal clock is messed up, my body was like, what you're actually going to do is eat trash and then go right to bed. <laughs> so, so I stopped at one of the places, because we're living in a mall. We're all staying here, which is essentially the mall from Valley which Girl. Which is my dream. Which is true. kind of perfect. <laughs> and uh, so I sit by myself to literally eat spinach and artichoke dip at 11 at night. And, uh, and I'm just sitting there having a quiet moment on my own. I feel a hand go across my body, grab my pass, because I was wearing my pass around my neck, and pull it. And I just assume that, it, because this is full of comedians who I sort of know, and so I just assume it's like it's a gonna friend. It's going to be Elliot Glazer. It's going to be Elliot Glazer. It's going to be somebody being like faintly inappropriate. Uh, what it actually is, is a drunk stranger um, who is kind of like Tandy Newton, but drunk. Right. Oh, so beautiful and perfect, but yeah, but diminished. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, and uh, and she starts yelling at me in French, which I uh, used to speak, but I really don't, and it's not going to come back with someone's hot breath on my face uh, at 11 at night. And so, so she's just yapping, yapping, and I keep trying to say, like, no. And then I and then I go. Um, and by the way, I'm making eyes with the bartender, who's just like. Good luck. And, uh, and, and then I, I decide to pretend that I am hard of hearing. So I go, I don't hear. So I do like a wild French deaf person accent. <laughs> so offensive on just a couple of different levels. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. But I was, I was go, really going for more of an Inspector Clouseau kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> it did not work. She kept talking. And uh, so then I was just like, l'addition, s'il vous plaît. That came back. And, uh, and I got my check. And the bartender was like, oh, do you want that wrapped up? Because I, of course, had two bites of it. Yeah. And I was like, no, what I want is, like, if, is there, just to spitball in a, in a bar and nightclub setting, is there someone who could, to use a turn of phrase, bounce this woman away from me? Yeah. Just bounce her maybe, maybe out? Maybe that's not a thing here. No, not, there wasn't. Yeah, so wrap yeah, her up. Wrap her up. Get her out Put of Put her here. in styrofoam. <laughs> Anyway, so I woke up in a crazy mood, but we're all going to be fine. How, how was your journey? I mean, I, I'm not a great traveler, and I did the th- I, I had the, um, like the bulkhead seat, mm-hmm. not to brag, where you pay like $40 extra. To yeah. But it's in, on this flight, it was a full wall, like a hard wall, so it wasn't like, even in a regular coach seat, you can do this and stretch your legs out, right. and so the, you're here, but you can only unbend for, and it is, I'm sorry, I'm fully doing like airplane material anyway, but <laughs> I, uh, it's its own kind of psychological torture. Yeah. And I was watching BPM, which is a movie we've talked about. I don't know if you guys know this. It's a French movie about act up in the nineties and it's amazing. But because of where I was sitting, I have the most prominent screen on the whole plane. And this is like, I don't know if any of you have ever seen it, very graphic sex scenes, like very graphic man on man stuff happening. And I'm getting, I can hear people giggling and a lot of looks and I'm like, I don't get, I'm, I'm in hell. I don't give a shit. Also, the only way, the only way I could manage was to fully like put my legs up like this, <laughs> both like on the wall, both legs on either side of the screen with just full 
anal happening for, <laughs> for everyone to see. So that was my journey. And then when I got here, I got a, you know, when I was going through customs, he was like, the, um, the guy was like, well, you know, why, why, why are you here? And I was like, I'm just for laughs. And he just stares at me and I go, oh, it's a comedy festival. He goes, I know what it is. Uh, he goes, but why are you, were you coming to see it? And I go, oh no, I'm performing sort of. And he goes, you are comedian. <laughs> I was like, no, I it's like a, you know, it's a podcast. It's like, com- I'd say we're comedy adjacent, sure. but really like, you know, we like to talk about people's feelings and anyway. He's not here today. <laughs> I tried to invite but him. But you are. You made it in. Thank God. Thank God. And you are. Thank you so much for, for doing this so in the nice daytime. So nice of you to come, especially while Jonathan Van Ness's podcast is happening next door or That's whatever. That's right. You've made the right Everyone choice. gets up and leaves. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have three incredible guests. We've never done a, a, a panel. We really haven't. This is a, this is a first. This is our one-year anniversary show. Yes. <laughs> what a year it's been. What a year. What is, what's the one-year anniversary present? Paper. Is it paper? Yeah. How perfect. I should have brought some paper to give you, Dave. Oh, well. Happy anniversary. Yeah, later. We'll find some napkins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but our gift to you is three phenomenal guests who've had great years. Yes. Who are... Crushing the Just for Laughs festival. Yeah. Have stories to tell. Yeah, they do some more stories from last night. That uh-huh. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> some things to share. Um, two are uh, returning favorites. Mm-hmm. One is a first time guest to Homophilia. Why wait any longer? Um, Let's so, meet them. Oh, our returning favorites include one of our first guests of all time. He's a comedian. He's hosting Throwing Shade, which is going to be here in this room today at three o'clock. Please welcome Brian Safi. Yay! <laughs> I'll stand for this. I'll stand for this. Yeah, you may bring your Perrier. You don't have to leave your Perrier. <laughs> Brian, so good to oh see God, you Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Um, and <laughs> also, imagine. It's happening. another returning favorite. Well, I feel like we've interviewed him five times already, but yeah. um, he is uh, one of the comics to watch, and uh, he's doing a million shows here this weekend. Please welcome Joel Kim Booster. Joel Kim Booster. There's a beverage here. You need it. Oh, and last but not least, a new face round homophilia way. Her name is Sabrina <laughs> Jalise. Sabrina. She's brought a cup and a sauce. Wow, da- jumped up here with a full cup of coffee in hand. <laughs> it's so good to be the new girl. I hope I become a returning favorite. I oh, think you, you already are. Oh, great. Got a great feeling about it already. Wait, uh, Sabrina, are you a local? Um, I'm originally from Toronto, so I'm a local in terms of being a Canadian, but I moved to New York 10 years ago, and then I moved to L.A. three years ago. I asked because I um, looked on your wiki page, not to be creepy, and you you went to Ryerson at the same time where my boyfriend went. No way. Do you know Michael Grassi? He's not here. Oh. I'm pointing to you his pointed to somebody. Yeah, why did you point? Yeah. His family's here. His Just these here. general you Canadians. You pointed to a row of like five cutie men. <laughs> my boyfriend. And one lady. All of my boyfriends went to college with you, and you don't even remember them. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, I went to Ryerson. Cool. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm happy to be here. What is Ryerson? Yeah, that's is a great question. Like, I don't know. How dare you. Oh my god. Is it like the Oberlin of Canada? Ryerson. Or what is well, it? I went to radio and television production, which oh. is like it, that's like the program that you go to in Canada if you Nonsense. want to uh, do this kind of thing. Yeah. Wait, and you also more from your wiki page. I don't know who's managing this, I'm but s- the nobody's main thing, managing it, and it's really <laughs> there's a lot of errors. Any of us could go on and put it in says whatever that I'm a we want. I'm a professional dancer. <laughs> is that not true? No. It's, uh, well, it all. Also says that you you are working on Canada's Got Talent. Currently working on a show that aired for one season a hundred years ago. What? No one was talented. Why did it only air one season? It, because the they made it through came everybody. In and it was like <laughs> <laughs> Canada would rather watch America's Talent. Yeah. But did you work on Canada's? Were you I, okay? Contestant? This is what I did for Canada's Got Talent. My friend Trevor, who I worked on this show video on trial with, Trevor. It was like, I got this great gig. They've got room to pay another person. It's write, a writing job. I step in. It's like, it's Canada's Got Talent. What do you write for Canada's Got Talent? The answer is little to nothing. It was the best job. Yeah. We flew to Miami. We were, we just like, we, it basically is the template of the script of like, welcome to Canada's Got Talent. And then like throwing to different guests 
in like a very formulaic way where it was like, you know, will this Filipino juggling team juggle their way into the finals? Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Did they? And then you just sort of, yeah, it's like a Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> so we flew to Miami and just like sent scripts from Miami. It was the best. God. Oh God. Wow. What a gig. It was a dream gig, but it ended fast. Yeah. I feel oh. like Michael also worked on Canada's... Oh, no, he worked on Canadian Idol. Sorry. Oh, wow. Do you have very similar tra- career trajectory as my boyfriend? If Are you my boyfriend? He was... <laughs> Um, big reveal, I'm your boyfriend. <laughs> wow. So good to meet you. It's so good to finally touch. Yeah. My, uh, long ago, I, uh, I got a job writing for the, the Video Music Awards, but I was also on air, so like, I, and I kept getting pulled away to right. do on-air things, so the, the things that I was like, able to write, I kept having to give to other people. So it boiled down to the only thing that I had to write to keep my credit on the show was uh, um, Johnny Depp introducing Nine Inch Nails. So I was like, I want this to fucking rock, right? This is the one thing. So like, I write like a thirty second introduction. I, write, I love you like on Adderall in yeah, front of your laptop. I'm not fucking around. I stayed up all night like writing a thing. Like, there's a thirty second. There's a fifteen second. It like it involves you know song and album titles and whatever. It's very clever. Did he? Uh, and so then I call my family, all of my friends. I'm like, just I I was supposed to write more on this show, but just pay close attention when Johnny Depp comes out to introduce Nine Inch Nails. I wrote that. So everyone's like, great. So the time comes, like I watch him walk out. Like I look back, my speech is fully in the prompter. I watch him go, ladies and gentlemen, nine inch nails. And like leave, right? Which is fine. But what was weird was like everybody in my family and all my friends were like, good job. (laughs) That was good. No, that's okay. I love that it wasn't even just like he didn't do it. You saw him see it and go, no, no, yeah, no, no, way. no, no. What is no, this? No, a no. soliloquy? I'm drunk and covered in scarves. There's no way yeah. I'm doing that. I think you won in the end. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Ultimately, except that he is incredibly rich. But anyway, yeah, that's true. Uh, is he though? I think he's not now. Yeah, Isn't his no. empire crumbling? Yes, he he spent it all Isn't on there wine. Videos of him being like Amber Heard. I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. I, I think I think you won. You don't want end. your brand associated with that. No, not at no, all. Not but Trent Reznor. He's never been never been more on top. Who's That's Trent Reznor? Yeah, who? What? He's in Nine Inch Nails. So sorry. Oh boy! If you guys don't know, you're rock and roll. <laughs> you're rock and roll. Trent Reznor's the guy from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. We don't get Nine Inch Nails in Canada. Okay. <laughs> they don't deliver it here. That's fair. So well, we want to get into because this is our one year anniversary. Some of the highlights of the happy last anniversary. Year. Happy Thank anniversary. you so much. Thank you so much. You guys have listened to every episode of Homophilia. What yeah. are your favorite? You know, <laughs> before, before we get into highlights of pop culture in the last year, personal highlights of the last year, let's just can we address last night? Just because you were there. Yeah, there I, hot, we can do hot it, action. We can do it very quickly. Was anyone at the Variety Comics to watch Showcase last night? Oh, wow. Um, you well, you missed me, Crush. Um, uh, but no, I got to witness last night for the very first time in my entire life someone get booed off stage. Um, yeah, I know that's exactly the reaction I wanted. Um, he so basically it was just it wasn't one of um, the comedians; it was the YouTuber um, that they had brought on, which. Thank you for thank you for getting that joke. There um, is a difference though, because I do feel like when you're a YouTuber. I can't. It feels so old to say that. You're just like stuck in a closet. You're with stuck in a closet, you. and you're only getting likes. Yeah. You're well, only getting like we love you. We love thing. you. Variety always has someone who's like alter, like a YouTuber um, in the, on the list and on the show, and they're given the, the option of performing or not in the showcase. And when I was here two years ago, the YouTube performer that was on the the list was like, "Nah, that's not what I do." Right. Very smartly, and it's like, yes, you're very good at what you do, but it's not the same thing as live performance. And also, I should say, I've been corrected many times. This guy is not a YouTuber. He's a Facebook star, which is, I know, which is like, okay. Joel Kim, how do you expect people to get you and your alternative way of living (laughs) when you can't even parse out Facebook and YouTube It is a big, I mean, it's like saying, like, this isn't herpes, this is a cold sore, you know, like... (laughs) What's the difference? Um, but yeah, so he—he, um, he, I don't know. He's—he was a bad person. We met him, and he was weird energy all week. And then he goes up and does not do material. I've never seen someone eat shit for that long in such a huge theater. Um, it was truly outrageous. And then he ended the set. He went last. Um, he followed me, which I realize is very difficult to do. And he. <laughs> 
he ended his set by being like, sorry about all of that. Like, um, and I think he was talking about the rest of the comedians on the show. And he was like, I'm not here to talk about race or sexuality or gender. I know y'all didn't pay to come and hear about all of that. You wanted to laugh. And it was like, Okay, and then people started booing him. <laughs> people started booing him, and uh, just a wave of boos, and then he said, yeah, 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 come and see me down south sometime and see how that works. We so, definitely won't, I know. <laughs> And then he left, and then he got booed, and then he left, and it was just the, the most wild moment, because like, the audacity to eat shit for your entire set and then feel like you have the agency to lecture the audience about what comedy is. And to throw every is. other comic yeah, to that throw the rest. Under the bus. If I had five percent of that confidence, I know. I feel like no. I would Can you soar. And like, here's my <laughs> thing: like, I, I, I hear all sorts of bad opinions all the time in this business, and that's fine. But like, at least most comedians have the uh, like honor this the craft enough to form it as a joke. You know, like not just a fucking weirdo TED talk statement at the end of your set. Like, at least like make it a joke. Give us a punchline at least. But he didn't even have the decency to do that, and it was crazy. That's my least favorite thing with comedy and it's I think a newer comics thing it happens a lot in mics where like comics bomb but then they don't know why they bombed and then their ego sort of deflects it onto like there was one at an open mic once this guy this is like typical example of it it's like I go to Starbucks right I ask for a small coffee she gives me a hot chocolate I'm like you better suck my dick Crickets, okay? No one's laughing. Why? This is the I was laughing. A beat, beat then. All right, okay, I guess no one here drinks coffee. You know? <laughs> wow. No, baby. <laughs> no. That's actually. A, I love that joke. Um, <laughs> I do too. Someone I tweeted the, you, a I, baseball twi- t- the baseball player uh, tweeted <laughs> <laughs> some of his tweets were unearthed recently, and like ten years ago, he tweeted something like, "I hate gay people." That's all he tweeted, <laughs> and I loved it because I was like, "There's no nuance here. There's no reading between the lines. This is hysterical." But you know, it wasn't also. It was so weird too. Because his whole thing is like, I hate gay people. It's like you can't. If I tweeted that, I would think it was funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, I (laughs) have tweeted that. I think. Um, By the way, then he apologized, and when he at his next game, he got a standing. He got a standing ovation from the crowd. And it's unclear if he was getting a standing ovation for the apology or for the original tweet. I think it's for the original tweets. I love gay people. (laughs) I don't. I don't think the Milwaukee Brewers fans were standing up and applauding gay people. And uh, the weird thing about this guy, though, is like. During the panel and like backstage and stuff, he would be talking about comedy and like trying to own it's like it's different down south it's different down south I'm a southern comedian it's different down south and meanwhile like I have toured in South Carolina North Carolina Alabama like all of Georgia all over Dulce is from Georgia it's like no dude you don't get to own the south like I crush in the south too with this faggoty acid material so like you can't tell me that it's different down there it's funny is funny and like you have your audience that are apparently catatonic and I, you know I had to I work I wish I would have seen it. I'm not kidding. It sounds it's going to be on tape somewhere. It's like rippling through the festival. It's like just yeah. the drama the festival needs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I but the thing is, even if, even if that's true, even if it is different down south, your body is north now. Yeah. So learn how it works where Well, that's you are. the thing I do think with yeah. internet performers, too, is that they develop this audience online. And then when they do perform live, it's mostly people who know them from online and who can, well, in, your, in their eyes, yeah. yeah. And they could go up there and fart into the microphone right. and they will laugh because they are fans of theirs from online. And they, they do not have to develop the skill of performing for many different audiences, some of which hate you. <laughs> and yeah. like sort of going on stage every night to audition for these people and get and get them to like you by the end of your set. They don't have to do that. And that is like a huge important skill that you learn doing comedy like anywhere in the, in the nation. Like I can't tell you how... how I, but people in Phoenix hate me, you know? Um, Wait, and what? Yeah, Phoenix is the worst city in America, oh, you well, guys. Um, 100%. Worse than Vegas, like that even. I that came out of nowhere. I, just like, I was just like thinking like, of like, like a everywhere. hard time. Alabama, yeah. North Carolina, people in Phoenix. You literally yeah. 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 And Joel, all you've done the past five minutes is list cities where you've done stand <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah, it's we very like, tiny. What we happened in Phoenix? Yeah, what did happen? Um, I was there the week before the election and oh. performing for a retirement community. Essentially, oh well, um, that retirement community. Yeah, and Phoenix. they 
did not were not there to see me. And also, my feature that week uh, brought me up. His closer involved getting the audience to chant "Lock her up." No, um, oh my no. god! So no. I was brought up every night, seven performances to <laughs> lock her up chant, god. and I was like, "What? <laughs> I don't know how you the dig yourself fuck? out of that hole." Yeah. <laughs> What it was are great. you talking about? It was the most demoralizing week so of my career. So you knew, you could have texted me and been like, babe, things are not going to go the way you planned. I planned a whole party f- to welcome Hillary into the presidency. <laughs> the next, okay. That was wrong, yeah. Um, just one quick, uh, I don't know if this is like a segwayable thing, but four years ago, Lisa Traeger and I saw a man um, fingering his butthole outside of this very hotel. Yes, queen. Really? <laughs> um, like furiously, furiously, furiously. <laughs> uh, like like, like t- legs, both legs over his, like what? a gymnast. Cirque du Soleil. Well, how else do you expect him to do it? Fingering so much. Uh, and we saw him twice, and I feel like this this guy is like this year's Finger battle, <laughs> but honestly, except he was like on the variety top finger ten. Finger sounds a lot more talented. Sounds like he has yeah. more material than this guy did. He was for sure more evergreen. Um, I can. I, this is shitty, but I'm gonna just say one of the bits that he did on stage last night was just go and then let's scream lock yeah, it up. Exactly. <laughs> he just went. Who in here? Who in here shits? Raise your hand. Do y'all shit? Does anyone in here shit? Raise your hand if you shit. What was the after? Also, um, it's not raise your hand, bitch. It's clap your hands. I know, we need... truly. Yeah, you can't um, see the audience. Hang there on. was no after because uproarious applause. Um, he was lifted <laughs> up and, and carried out of the <laughs> But was there a punchline or it was just who can shit? I, it was something... Uh, I, it was all mostly just a poll of who shits. Okay. Um, <laughs> just a genuine question. Yeah. I'd love to check in with our audience, <laughs> too. <and fun. laughs> Guys, 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 and gals too. It is time for you to up your fragrance game. Yeah, you. That body spray that you got in college, get rid of it. That uh, that cologne that you picked out in the mall five years ago, you spritzed it twice, never got back to it again. Put it in the trash. Take the trash out. Make it be somebody else's problem. Because it is time for you to get into Fleur. They create an expertly crafted, sustainably produced perfume without the bad stuff, sold at an honest price. It's a revolutionary way of discovering and experiencing fragrance. That's what I call fragrance. Uh, They are crafted by world-class artisans given the time and the resources to create something truly special. I got a uh, a sampler pack. Uh, Let me tell you, my favorite for summer, Olmsted & Vaux. I also got Sundara and Greylock, which I think will be great once the temperature cools down a bit. You know what I'm talking about. Well, they have a whole range of distinct scents, so you will absolutely find something that you love, and you'll spritz it, and you'll stand out. Go to Fleur.com today. Use the promo code HOMO to get 20% off your custom Fleur sample set. There's three cents to try. And a credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite one. That is promo code HOMO at Fleur.com, P-H-L-U-R.com. Try three Fleur fragrances of your choice at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R.com. Um, Brian, what has your journey been getting here? To Montreal? Yeah. Oh, I got here this morning. I got here just a few hours ago. Can you imagine? I got here. Yeah, I had to take a red eye last night from L.A., California. (laughs) Because, yeah. L.A., California. (laughs) What is this American talking about? I was supposed to get here yesterday. I ended up getting here this morning. It was truly ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You're fresh as a daisy. Thank you. I'll take it. I'm picturing you at the airport pounding your fist. I homophilia. Yes, I did. I was. I was like, you guys, I actually thought about it. I was like, should I tell these guys that like, I, if my flight's late, I won't be there. And then I saw Dave this morning in the lobby and he was like, I forget, are you doing our show? And I'm like, okay, cool. 
Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> awesome. By the way, I love your haircut. I, I think I love it. Haircut. I really Thank do. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. So anyway, Great content nice. for a podcast, Brian. <laughs> what? Sorry. Yeah, you're right. He's wearing. He, he's dyed it red. It's 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 all. It's the, the front half is completely bald, and the back is just clown. By the Stunning. way, there are clown hairdressers outside of this hotel. <laughs> Don't I know it? No, I swear to God. And they they like they're like French mime, and they do fancy things with your hair. So all my exes. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> This Stupid. is well. I'm glad you said that because this is the uh, the product of a new salon up near me, and it's called like Fancy Lads or something like Ooh, that. Like it's man. ridiculous, <laughs> and it's styled li- like the um, the Baz Luhrmann Great Gatsby is uh. the floor, and it goes up from there. Like they it's get ridiculous. their demo, and they're speaking straight into your ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, they did it. They did it nice. It's dapper, dapper, ga- da- dapper fellas. Yeah, I like that. It's actually better. worse than fancy lads. Like All right. Um, let's talk about the pop culture of the last year. And then at some point before this hour is up, I'm going to figure out where to put my arms. In this is chair. this called a wing back? I don't know what this is, but I'm like, I'm trying wing back. things. Yeah. I'm wing going back. up here. Yeah. I'm down I love here. to just fill the space. Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah, it feels nice. Brian so Sophie, what, what are your pop cultural highlights of the last 12 months? Um, I have to be honest with you. My, I, I think the, the year has been obviously so terrible. And even the good news is bad news. Like this Michael yeah. Cohen tapes released and you're like, I guess that's good news. It's also awful that yeah. like we're in this yeah. position regardless. My television watching is at an all time low brow, low, low 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 so like for me it has gone from watching Project Runway to watching 90 Day Fiance um, and like it's, it just keeps getting worse I lie about good television I lie about watching good content I'll still see a good movie in a theater but my TV watching is now almost exclusively TLC right. so um, I don't know if there's really been a, a highlight pop culture moment I'm obsessed with the fact that Mamma Mia 2 was a sequel and a prequel I think that's um, brilliant yeah. it is oh. and that they use the same music I think is brilliant can Did we just so talk about that movie for the next yeah I love yeah. it um, and, and, and I feel like it's very 2018 that it's just like forget all about it you yeah. know it was just it, such a distraction I felt every single emotion watching that movie yeah. when I tell you I sobbed during Dancing Queen it's a oh, kind yeah. of a lie because I cried but I didn't sob <laughs> yeah. um, but it was so good Good. Beautiful. It was like half intentionally good and half um, trying to be good and bad, but so bad that it was good. Yeah. And we were laughing and cackling. I went in with a birthday party and there were some straight people there and some straight men specifically who afterwards they were like, we didn't understand why you were laughing at some of those parts. And I was like, oh, like you didn't grow up watching Britney Spears commercials for pleasure, you know, so like you don't understand <laughs> yeah. camp, you know, like you didn't, it's just like a, a very specific sort of niche uh, energy that that movie is giving that only speaks to us I yeah. feel like yeah. it's also like I said this on, on Bitch Sesh recently that it is such a good example of conflict free storytelling mm, where there's yeah. just no conflict to be found the biggest conflict is that it's gonna rain yeah. and then it doesn't rain or it rains <laughs> but then it stops raining it's yeah, like it a song raining. without a chorus yeah. it just keeps going Ooh, and it's beautiful. like that song Don't Come Around Here No More that Tom Petty song we were like where's the hook and it just keeps just lyrics it turns out we don't need a hook <laughs> no. fuck a hook I feel like I didn't study for the right test. <laughs> no, it's okay. So sad. I'm just sitting here panicking, waiting for like a new. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, okay. Listen, it's uh, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I'm so it's, it's the story of sun hats and peasant blouses and just heaping bowls of saffron rice yeah. Yeah. for two Perfect. hours. I'm and down. then the ballads that you didn't know Ava had. Yeah. Right. It's it's the Godfather Part Two, uh, yeah. but Mamma yeah. Mia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is the same structure. Look at it. I'll tell you something I'm really fucking sick of, though. Yes. Um, is I was thinking about it recently, and maybe I've talked about it before, but it does drive me crazy that guilty pleasure television, or what's considered guilty pleasure television, is all with female leads. I Googled this, like, what are considered the most guilty pleasure shows, and it's all shows focused on women. Isn't that crazy? Like Wait, which? you're mad that shows have women? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's his point. No, I'm mad that anyone would feel guilty about watching that. Like, oh. all men who are polled are like, uh, The Good Wife, uh, Sex in the City, or like, you know, good yes. shows. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just humiliated oh, to be that watching. Oh, they're guilty for, I'm like, this yes. is like way off the brand that I know. No, no, <laughs> just that that's, that that's considered guilty. Oh it's all God. like women. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? First Mamma Mia is brought up, then Brian becomes like a men's rights activist. <laughs> no, that drives me crazy. Yeah, why do men feel guilty about watching women solve crimes? No, that's and it, it's the housewives thing of like 
I would much rather watch people fight with their words and try to be clever than like watch people slam into each other's bodies. That's just like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that Bravo has a commercial being like, guys, you can watch this. I it's hate like, it. Well, who is that too? I hate like, it. Who, what guy is already watching and yeah. needs it? Or is it about like a woman watching it and being like, hey, Andy, I saw something. Yeah, their new slogan <laughs> is real men watch Bravo, which is like, well, then what am I? Yeah. Yeah. Bitch, I've been here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Joel, what are your pop culture highlights? Of <laughs> well, it was good. I literally was in the shower this morning and I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to talk about? Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> so we've run, run that course. Um, well, I don't know. I'm we, like haven't, we haven't fully, because which of the adult fathers would you? Um, that's hard. I guess, like, because here's, this is the other frustration for me, is that I think all of the young version, like the, the, like, Bobo Twink versions of the adult fathers are disgusting. Um, All disgusting? They're all disgusting Even the blonde? Um, I will say he grew on me. Um, He, he, young Stellan Skarsgård or whatever, did grow on me. Isn't he the it clown, though? Isn't no. that the It Clown? No, no, no. That's that's, that's, that's a Alex, different Skarsgård. That's like Bob, I think his name is Bob Skarsgård. I'm not yeah. even kidding. Yeah. Bill. Yeah, Bill, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> oh, the whole time I was like, this It Clown can get it. Um, yeah. But no, no the he, It Clown is in uh, Castle Rock, and he can kind of okay, get it. Okay, great. I love that. Um, yeah. But no, I guess it would be Colin Firth. Colin Firth, you can tell, is the one who has kept it up the most has right. been Sabrina, maintained the, the grounds the premise yeah. of Mamma Mia is that Meryl Streep uh, I think was, I saw uh, the first one okay okay and then, but I just haven't seen the second one honestly I'm unclear on what the premise is to be honest with you <laughs> it was actually kind of confusing I'm unclear about the ages in the movie is Cher's literally has to be a hundred years old in the, in the film for the timeline to make sense she was in her 20s in 1959 in this movie and Amanda Seyfried has to be in like her early 40s for yeah. the timeline to make sense yeah. it doesn't make it's, sense I think it is a full like fantasy island I where ages don't exist. Um, the, I guess the other the other thing I've had I've been lying a lot too about watching different shows. Like I lied for months about seeing Killing Eve before I actually saw Killing Eve. You um, were just nodding along, being like, "Yeah, she's incredible." I was like, "Yeah, Sandra." Oh, like literally <laughs> with Killing Eve, all I had to do in gay spaces was go and Sandra. Oh, <laughs> and people would be like, "Yes." Um, they, it's like that's not a question or a statement. <laughs> they would just agree with the oh name Sandra God. Oh. Share, 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 share. But I did finally watch it, and I fucking loved it. Sandra Oh. I mean, I can't believe she is the first uh, lead actress Asian nominee in the Emmys. Um, yes, I'm angry about it, too, Sabrina. Sabrina um, <laughs> slammed her coffee I've down. I'm having so many problems. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah, that show was brilliant. I will say in the last year, because I moved to L.A. in the last year, um, I have never been into movies um, before. Like, there was a long stretch of time where I just stopped going to see movies because I didn't care. And L.A. has made me a movie person again. Like, I've gone to see more movies in the last year since moving to L.A. than I had in, like, the last five. Okay. It's Your wild. non-Mamma Mia highlights? Um, my ma- non Mamma Mia highlights. I, I mean, there were a lot of Oscar. Oh, Annihilation was one of my favorite movies okay. of the last year. I thought it was great. Go and see it. Queen Natalie. She makes one movie a year, and she always is very discerning. Except the next one she's making is about The Voice. Like the show, the show, the, the, show, show voice? the voice. No, it's Wait, like what? it's about a singing competition that is ripping off the voice. Apparently, is it spinning chairs? I I hope so. It's got to be. <laughs> These kind of look like those chairs. Wouldn't it be fun if we could? Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Who are you? If you could turn around, if you didn't you're like the, the topic. Blake. No, you're the Blake. You're the Adam. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't think either I'm one of Gwen's us is Adam. Such a Gwen's. I'm the Carson Daly. I have no personality. Oh well. I'm the Savannah Guthrie. That's a Today Show joke. <laughs> I don't know who's on The Voice. Who's what? what Christina, um, Christina Milian? Is that her? No, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah, she was. Christina Milian oh. was sadly on The Voice for one season was as she? like the fashion correspondent. I love her. And then yeah. they were like, That's "We don't weird. need you, babe." Yeah, yeah. Did you watch her uh, show on? He's e? so pissed. We bashed but Christina Milian. Christina Milian, stand in the audience I today. Like <laughs> uh, did you see her show on E? No. She had a, a, a family like a, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. docu-soap. I like e. her. She's, yeah. No. She's okay. Yeah, she's all right. Okay. She, okay, but her sister 
goes out with uh, okay the people who live next door to me in LA are like this full Sanford and Son like Virginia family and they have big fights and it's like an handicap cartoon like they spill out into the street and there's a cloud of dust and like a fist and a foot sticking out of it and uh, and their son is like hot he looks like Mark Ruffalo but again diminished mm. and he went out with Christina Milian's sister and was the villain of the docu-soap <laughs> And so, That's and a like, good neighbor. It's a, it's a pretty good neighbor. And his, like, his jet skis are like in our driveway sometimes. It's a mess. That's a whole thing. We don't <laughs> jet need to get skis. Into they have jet skis. Wow. It's, it's a, just a weird That's very villainous, actually. Situation. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty um, villainous. Let's transition to the main course. Oh, although we haven't gotten Wait. to oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Sabrina, who didn't even fucking she see Mommy at 2, wants to talk about pop culture, I guess. I can't believe you're cutting me out. Or giving me the best intro. The main entree, Sabrina's likes. I have obviously been racing my mind thinking about what mine is. And it's Drake. Drake dropping the Scorpion album, mm. the fact that Drake is a daddy. I'm a new daddy. My wife gave birth six months ago. <gasps> I love Drake so much. He's from Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like a, listening I to Drake and pretending it's my raps. Um, and yeah, I like I, I like the drama that was around the reveal of the baby. I feel like this is not maybe on brand for. Oh no, wait, no, I know. Is this I Mamma Mia for all of you guys. No, no, the <laughs> drama with the porn the star, drama, the French porn star, yes, who's fabulous. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so, so glad she got what it. happened was before Scorpion, the album was released. Pusha T. Uh, knocked Drake on one of his raps and then Drake was like, well, fuck you, Pusha T, and did like a diss track to him and then Pusha T did a diss track that was like, and you have a baby and you're not even doing anything about it and you don't own your baby and everybody's fucking like, when are you going to be a dad? The verbatim. Uh, Yeah, it was brilliant. (laughs) Um, And and then the whole Scorpion album was like answering like, you know, we only had sex twice but like, and now we have a baby. I mean, you would think that I with all the love for Drake, I'd be better at it. really speaks to the power of Drake and how good his music is because he's, everyone has sort of looked over that. Like yes. everyone's just like, yeah, but you make amazing music. But also it made me understand like at first when the baby thing was happening, I'm like, oh my God, how do I feel about Drake if he's like has a baby and is not owning it? And then in his album, he's like, I don't have to tell the world. I wasn't, hi- this is what he said. I wasn't hiding my baby from the world. I was hiding my the world from my baby. I mean, I mean con- thank you, Drake. Thank you, Sabrina. Sabrina and also, Bull. like, straight sex is so crazy. Like, they are having sex, and then the mistake could be, like, you make a child that looks like the person that you are now trying to avoid. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Life. That's... It must be awful. It is... <laughs> Terrible, horrible lives to be straight. I can't imagine that burden. Uh, <laughs> You're right, though. It is crazy. So he had sex. I mean, he said they met twice. I'm assuming they had sex twice. And now this lady's like, ding, 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 jackpot, ding, 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 da, ding, 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 which I'm like, you're a hero too, lady. Yeah. I would be sopping it. I know the recipe for babies now. Jizz inside. <laughs> you put jizz right next to uh, the part where your tampon gets caught on. <laughs> I didn't even know what my tampon was getting caught on. Sometimes I was like, why is it so hard to slide this in right now? <laughs> wow, this is my Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I... No frame of reference for what? It's just the cervix. It's there. It's like there's a cervix there. But then you've got to get the tampon behind the cervix. And now I'm so much better at putting tampons in. Oh, good. Wow. So that's your highlight of 2018. The backstory that I might not have said is that I did insert the sperm into my wife. Our donor was my surf instructor in Mexico. Wow. I know this is the most exciting thing that I can share on a podcast, so that's no, why I just did it without being asked. So. <laughs> it is exciting. Yeah. Wait, so did you, was this some, the, the surf instructor was someone you just like met? He was my surf instructor. I took a surf lesson and then just stared into his eyes and I was like, yeah, maybe. Oh, like, yes! this, this is, wait, knew, this is essentially the last season of Girls. That you're I hate that it is because it happened before. And <laughs> everybody, everybody that I talked to was like, oh, like girls? And it's like, get away from me. <laughs> But to me, it sounds, I'm not kidding, like like true love. Like you it saw this guy and you were like, this love. is... I this never, is. I had never, we had never talked about making a baby this way. I met Ricky um, and looked at, and then Shauna had food poisoning this day. 
Um, and so we, Ricky and I were drinking mezcal and talking. His dad is the police chief of Leon. His mom is a chemist. And it's like, oh my God, uh, you're the father of my baby. You're the genetic daddy of my child. Does he? Has he met the baby? Does he have anything? He's he's coming to meet the baby in November. Oh he God. came after we got pregnant to celebrate. He's like now part of our family. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. And he has a girlfriend, and they're coming, and it's going to be cute. It's like if the kids are all right, like oh, worked. Yeah. Um, but the ending, no. No, not <laughs> no, at all, no, actually. No. But also, um, one other thing is that Shauna, my wife, had a dream eight years ago, like a year into us dating, where she was like, our baby's name is Wolfie. Cute. And so cute. And also weird, but I was like, you are cool and make cool decisions, so I'm going to trust Wolfie. this. And then, after I'd already kind of like looked at him and been like, wow, I'm feeling all these things... He turns around and on his back he has a tattoo of a wolf. Oh my god. Oh, Sabrina. Oh my god. <laughs> and then the first time that we inseminated, Wolfie came. Like it he, it was like It's like Da Vinci. No, I really yes, wanted you to be like a wolf totally barged like into the room. <laughs> <laughs> a wolf. A wolf Ouch. barged into the room and pulled Wolfie out of Shauna's <laughs> What's that? Vagina. Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she that's how Wolfie was diagrams. delivered. Yeah. So, how is parenthood so far? Um, so good. It's great to be a daddy. Here I am in Montreal, just uh, still drunk from last night. Being like, <laughs> it's you know you got to make sacrifices, but um, it is incredible. It is so so good. I love to hold him. And look at him, and he is just such an amazing, amazing little guy that we're so lucky to have. Oh, he's so little cute. Wolfie. I'm going to see him tomorrow night. So um, for some long? reason, when you were saying so, 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 I don't know why I thought you were going to say expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, <laughs> I'm like so emotionally touched by how expensive. That's, no, it's actually that's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, it's great. I recommend it highly. And if you're gay, you can figure out a way to make it because you we did. did. Yeah, just t- buy one. Take bitch. a surf lesson, man. <laughs> Go surfing. Um, how long were you and Shauna together before you decided? We've been together for like nine and a half years, and wow. we've been married for like five and a half years. Oh, yeah. Wow. How did you meet? We met in San Francisco. She, it, we were at a like a gay girls party called Brownies for Bitches. Um, you know, faggy yeah. beggy, like <laughs> the names are so embarrassing. <laughs> um, and she was there. Da- I, I, yeah, I literally took a sip of my drink. This gin and tonic was like a genie because I like, I looked around and I was like, you know, when you're single and gay and you're like, there's such a small pool, it feels like, and you're, I just looked around and I was like, I'm never going to be attracted to anyone again. Took a sip of this gin and tonic, looked up, saw Shauna and was like, it shall be mine. <laughs> then I tried so hard all night to talk to her and finally you, did. Your life is touched by magic. I think so. You're Truly a wolf. at every turn. But like probably all of ours is because we like flew here to just chat and people are listening. So what a lucky time. And no one's booed us so far. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But we'll know when they like the show because they'll all howl like wolves. That's yeah. how exactly. they're going to respond. Um, so, w- tell us your wedding story. Oh, wedding story? Such a, that was also a magic one. I mean, my wife is like a l- witch. I married like a cool witch, so now I get to have cool spells that I don't even know are happening. Like, our wedding happened in Vermont. Um, we were looking, f- we were living in Brooklyn at the time, so we were looking for a place upstate, but accidentally, Shauna doesn't know technology, so she like opened up the search to like everywhere. <laughs> And, and then Vermont, which is like nine hours away and not close to where anybody lives, uh, this amazing property came up and this architect in his 70s, his assistant was like, yeah, I mean, Dave would like to meet you. His name is Dave Sellers. It was in Warren, Vermont. And we drove over to meet him and he basically gave us this wedding venue. Oh my God. Uh, that's like sprawling. And if you look at uh, uh, Google search Vimeo, Shauna spelled with a U and Sabrina, our wedding video will come up and it's so good. Oh. Um, we'll tweet that. That's really yeah. nice. I'm sorry I'm only hitting uh, beautiful moments. And no, no we get it. You have a Who here shits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who here like to crank one out? <laughs> <laughs> The wedding was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, 
Joel. Joel. Yes. Hi. You have been on Homophilia before. Yes. Um, twice. One unaired episode. Yeah. Um, too hot for the Earwolf Network. Um, <laughs> what a bonus happened? episode. No, it was basically I came out in April and recorded an episode because you were like, oh, you're going to be in town. And then like the podcast didn't come out for like six months. And I was yeah. like, I've gone through a lot. I hadn't. But I just wanted to re-record the episode. So we did. <laughs> oh, you requested not to air it? Well, no, because I was like, that was so long ago. And now I have new things to talk about. I was like, I think I was like going through a breakup when I did the first one and I was like I don't really care about that boy anymore so I didn't want it I didn't want the energy out just an hour of like and then you know he said that he would pay more attention to me but But I think when when the one that aired I think you were in a phase of like you were maybe had just moved to LA or were about to move to LA and you were kind of just having fun yeah yeah and how about now um, I mean, I'm still basically just having fun. I have been dating someone for a, a minute, but very, very casually. Oh. It's like four dates because I've been in and out of L.A. for so long. And it's Cal- so, LA, it's California. Yeah, I like California. <laughs> uh, um, so it's very new. So like I'm still like fucking other people when I'm on the road. But, um, you know, we'll FaceTime sometimes afterwards. And, oh. and that's nice. After um, you fuck the person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very sweet. That's like Sabrina's wedding story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, actually, if you Go on Vimeo and you search Joel. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but four Joel dates. FaceTimes new boyfriend <laughs> after sex with the other person. Um, I don't know. He's so he's like super nice, and that bugs me. I don't know. Um, yeah, the new boyfriend. Tricky. He's not my boyfriend. Joel? Shut up. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I'm okay. Four dates is not nothing, though. No, it's not. Um, he's no, he's great. We met when he, he we met when he was on mushrooms and I was on ecstasy. Um, so so there's a real foundation there for success. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. What, what do you want? Start, like, Were you guys were loosely you? doing these drugs like not together and you bumped into each yeah. other and being like, you are you cracked <laughs> Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. It was we, I went, it was the, one of those like weird underground like shitty parties in LA that happens for gay people. And I did, my group of friends were doing our drugs and his group of friends was, were doing West Side drugs. Story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> and we had, we had, I think we had matched on Tinder like months and months before and like I had said like we had had one bad conversation and then never talked to each other again Mm -hmm. and um, I saw him from across the room and I was like I want to go home with that person and he came up and he was like hi I'm Casey and I was like do you want to make out Um, and we did because we were on drugs and then I was like do you want to go home with me and he was like I don't think I can have sex right now and I was like oh certainly I can't Um, so but I just wanted certainly I can or can't can't Can't. Um, and so then uh, yeah because ecstasy is like for those of you who've never done it, it is a Greek tragedy where all you want to do is fuck, but nothing works. Um, so it's terrible. And, and then afterwards, uh, you just want to die. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For weeks. And so I was like, let's just go home. And we went home and just like took off all our clothes and laid side by side next to each other and touched each other's faces in my bed for like five hours. Oh, um, wow. And fell asleep holding hands. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Um, it's so stupid. Um, and, and so then, yeah. And then we spent the next day together and then we we had a couple more dates and then I started going on the road but now I'm like so I, it's actually a good thing that I'm in the road because normally when this happens I like hit the abort button very early on if like they do one annoying thing because I'm like how could I ever be with someone who I uh, who annoys me for a moment in the day you know because um, you've never been annoyed with Shauna ever in your nine no, years. No it's actually a really toxic uh, red flag you should break up with anyone that ever says anything that is not completely aligned <laughs> <laughs> Joel, why Thank do you, you do that? Thank you. I don't know. I, I'm very neurotic. I've never been in a relationship longer than three months, and I think that's why. Oh, okay. Um, You're and like scared. So I'm just it. like, try- it's nice that I'm traveling because it's like forced me to be like, I do not have to make any decisions about this immediately. You know, I don't have to. I hope he's not listening to this podcast. Um, I love that you're making this one unairable, too. Yeah. <laughs> Great. All this work for nothing. You have not learned from any of your um, mistakes. <laughs> but I don't know. He's, he's very considerate, and he's so nice to me, and that bugs me. Um, oh, my God. Don't... 
to feel like that. I don't know. It's just like weird. He's like very nice. And sometimes like he'll like be laughing and uh, he'll like laugh at something that I said that wasn't supposed to be funny. And I'm like, why are you laughing so much? And he's like, I don't know. You just make me nervous. And I'm like, just shut up. Why? Yeah, Yeah, no, it really makes me uh, annoyed. And like, sometimes we can't have sex because he's like, I just, I get so nervous around you. And I was like, to see like a therapist. I know. (laughs) I know. I was like, I've never felt an emotion that could keep me from coming. Not once in my life. Like I could be so mad or like through tears I could come. Yeah. Like, um, so I, I don't understand. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think he just needs to play it a little bit cooler, which is what happened when Shauna and I met. Like as soon as we met, she let me borrow a ring and I resized it. (laughs) I know that sounds shocking and your face is really scaring me. <laughs> Were you wearing it on your... Uh, she let me wear it, but she kind of, in my mind, she was like, have this. <laughs> in her mind, she was like, you can like have this for the day, but I literally immediately got it resized to fit me better. Wow. And the first time she came to visit New York... I had uh, I like constantly just took photos of her and I blew up a photo of us like having sex. It wasn't it was like a photo of us kissing during, but it was like you know. Uh, Who took like, the photo? Yeah, yeah. How did you get the, <laughs> this photo? Timer, bitch, timer. Okay. It was like digital camera timer times. And I got that on, like, you know, the canvas, like the fake paint. I got, like, a fake painting of it. Um, So it was obviously too much. She's a cool girl with tattoos. She doesn't need this in her life. Uh, But I didn't, but before I scared her away, she just told me, like, can you calm down a little bit? And then I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't even care. No, I will say he has, I think, instinctually done that. Because, like, now he's started, like, not answering my texts immediately. Yeah, and that's like, good. I'm in yeah, love It works. Him. It works. Yeah. It's, um, you got to play a little bit of a game. Um, I think you completely do. You have to yeah. play by the rules. And, like, because it's I was, so much yes. more attractive if you know that it's not 100% certain that, you know, you've got it. Yeah. Um... You have to lighthouse them. Yeah, so when Shauna even moved to New York, I was like, all right, no more games, because, like, clearly I won. You moved to the other side of the country. So I would just, like, when she got home from work, show up, like, I would be in her house. (laughs) What? How did this work for you? I wanted her so badly. I just wanted, I just loved her so much that I just, like, wanted to spend all my time with her. And I didn't, I, you know, I, I'm like a... I was gonna say desperate. <laughs> no, but like every all of us, it's like when you feel something, you just want to feel it and share it. All I'm the like time, very open yeah. and sensitive. But is, that's what worries me is that I do not want to sneak into this boy's house. Um, but and might, no, but like, like Shauna doesn't want to sneak like, shouldn't in I want to feel the way you felt about Shauna all the time about the person that I date? That's so why. maybe this isn't the guy. Just have fun with him. Yeah, but also but maybe, maybe also but like based on the way he's felt about every single person, <laughs> maybe that's just not the kind the way that you have like unlocked your heart to love right now. But there I, you and go. maybe it's like not such a bad thing because Shauna had to teach me to like lock it up a little bit, just tidy it up a little. That's <laughs> like she was just teaching you to have dignity for yourself. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, dignity! What a cruel word <laughs> to know that that's the tr- my okay when my when I met my manager. Uh, as the, one of the first <laughs> things she said. showcase now. Okay, but uh, one of the first things she said to me was like, can you please delete your email signature? And my email signature that I thought was like brilliant was like a bunch of like, uh, like New York Times says she's hilarious. Like it was like an ad for me. Yeah. And I feel like that is something in my life that like within my heart, there is an email signature that doesn't need to be there. You know? Oh, wow. I'm having a little trouble trying <laughs> to... Me too. I, I'm not there. Yeah. I love the way it sounds. I've been going to bed at five in the morning for six days straight, so I'm proud of myself. I would be too. <laughs> no, that's... Keep saying that. That's a poetic thing. Let's talk about Brian now. Yeah, Brian, you were one <laughs> yeah. of our first guests, and it was Thank a great you. moment because yeah. you had recently gotten married. Thank you. And now, and now I recently got divorced. Isn't what? it great? Yeah, not technically divorced, but yeah. Uh, Congratulations, new chapter. I guess so, yeah. It's harder than I thought it would be, to be honest. Oh, but um, I, 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 I thought it would be easy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about it later in my show. You'll hear all about it. If you want to hear about the disruption of my marriage, please come. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, and about the, yeah. Uh, who are you? No. Um, it, it, it's harder than I thought it would be. And it was a great, it could not have been a better breakup. It was the best breakup you could imagine. Really? Very civil. And it was, it's very difficult. Marriage does do something. It, it definitely adds a weight and a pressure that um, we didn't anticipate. And uh, we got married initially just for like insurance purposes. We just went right. to the courthouse. But um, it's, I think what I realized is it's, 
can never really just be that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was it was more difficult than I th- it is more difficult than I thought it would be. Why did it? What changed? I'm sorry, I'm doing oh, a job. No, um, <laughs> a panel for I, a reason. I, honestly, I think. I do think that this was a situation where I am nearly 100% to blame, even though he was the one who pulled the trigger on wanting it to end. Um, I think it's hard to date a performer, probably. I think I think it's hard to be a, a built-in audience member. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just constantly running material by somebody um, and performing a one-man show for them, essentially. And uh, I just don't... Yeah, I just don't think it was necessary. I, I had an idea, speaking of playing by the rules, I think I did it too much. I think, like, I had, oh, this is the guy I want, this is the guy I want to be with for the rest of my life on paper. And this is what, when I grew up, what I pictured as having in a boyfriend. And then it's, I don't know. It just, um, and it's funny also, like, we're, we're close, we're friends, but we're, I don't think we're going to leave, like, best friends, which is also interesting. Wow. But it's, I, that, I made it really heavy, and I didn't mean to. It, no, because no. It is, it's a nice breakup, but part of my thing is I have severe social anxiety, and I'm just, like, trying to be a more honest person. So, honestly, it's not been the best. Yeah. I and love what, your honesty. Thank you. Yeah. At what point do you, have you conceptualized dating? Or is that just I haven't. Like, I mean, I was on. I'm talking about this later too. But I, I, I went on Grinder for the first time in my life earlier this year, which was actually kind of fun. But um, even that hasn't nothing. I just sort of been in, castrated right now, honestly. Like sure. I just don't really. Yeah. I'm not really. I don't feel very sexual, and I don't. I certainly don't want to date right yeah. now. Yeah. You're when in an opposite stage of uh, that, that Joel definitely. Is in. Joel yeah. and I <laughs> are going to meet in the middle one day and fall in love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When it, when things are like winding down and you think about a life after you think about all the sex you're going to be having but then when it actually ends there is like a mourning period Completely. where sex is like a meal and you're and like your house you realize you also realize how much stuff that person had so he moved out and my house was just like an echo chamber for weeks right. like I would go in and you could hear like every footstep because like he rolled up the rugs <laughs> you know which were like his but it was a clearance sale I mean it was like Circuit City so um, <laughs> it was it was out of business honey so so but uh, he's great. Guys, this is so crazy. I feel crazy. like I brought it down. I feel like this is like a full <laughs> spectrum of like complete happiness to Brian. No. And <laughs> like it is. I'm like, I'm learning. As someone who's never been in a serious relationship, I'm really learning both the lessons that I need to learn. Yeah, to do I, to I mean, I, I always think it's worth it. I, I feel like a, a different person than I was before the relationship. I gotta yeah, say, also, it's what like a, a full chunk of your life. And also, it sounds like if he's so. Uh, you guys have been so important to each other that you guys will have each other in your lives. But I think just so. In this different way. Yeah. And now you're in the like uh, chamber of like uh, what's it called? When secrets. You... <laughs> chamber of secrets. Shame. No, I'm trying to picture when you go the out last of space. Scene of hereditary. You go out of space oh, and then you're in the thing, the chamber. I'm, oh yeah, the um. That space chamber. Yeah, the bullet chamber. The chamber know. where you've got to like. Oh, the pressure. The pressure. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Sandra Bullock. Sandra yeah, Bullock's yeah, chamber. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that yeah, chamber yeah. is marriage, or what? Is that no, chamber? that chamber is that chamber. I feel like I've, is I've this lost like all of fucking. my status yeah. on this podcast ever since not, I admitted never. to my uh, email signature. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that you are in this like uh, rehab for your heart place where it's like I'm making this change but it feels like my heart is wearing crutches right now because it's used yeah, to reaching yeah. over it. You're the, going from space or like deep 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 under the sea yes. to regular life again and you're yeah. in that depressurizing chamber right now. Otherwise your head would explode if you tried to go out. You know? Yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah, I'm just nowhere yeah. near that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it will it's not official but that's No. Works. In fact, we're like hanging on to it um for, we're legally hanging on to it uh, just so that until he gets like his next gig, he can sort of stay on my plan. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be as messy, dramatic courtroom battle. No, I mean, we, there is such a thing actually as a um, um, uh, post nup. Oh, we didn't get one, but that is a thing that after you're married, you can be like, we're we're coming in with what we're leaving with what we came in with, but no, I, I it's just not going to go down that road. I don't think. 
I think wow. we're good. Divorcee is a kind of a cool Listen, battle they, scar for you, you to wear. If you don't think I'm milking the shit out of my husband just left me, you're crazy. <laughs> Didn't you have I've been a my grinder headline right now. I've been waiting my whole life to say that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It gets you out of any situation. <laughs> <laughs> is it how you got on the plane? It's how I got on the plane. They wouldn't let me on. I said, you, did you understand? My husband just left me. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit. Want an upgrade? <laughs> Yeah, um, I really wish I could turn this around. I feel no, like it, no. okay. I, I, I'm 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 excited for the next chapter for you. Yeah, Thank you. It'll be on own. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, it'll be two hours a week. <laughs> two hours a week. <laughs> Ten minutes a day or whatever. And you just—it's true that you just bought the time. Like there's no ads. Yeah, I have no plan. Yeah, it's just two. You bought two hours. You of and a camera that's right on own, and it's just going to be yeah, me and a camera being like. Who wants to take a shit? Who wants to take shit? Folks, thank you so much for being here. Wow. Brian Toffee, Joel Kim Booster, Sabrina Jalise. That almost worked. <laughs> thank you all for being here. People are howling like uh, wolves. Up next in this room, Off Book, which is a phenomenal podcast. And then at 3 o'clock... Throwing shade. Throwing please shade come. with yeah, Brian Safi. Please, please come. His husband just left him. Yes! Yeah. <sighs> oh, it's the My Husband Just Left Me tour. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. I am. Thank you all for being Thanks, here. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Matt, thank you, Dave. Bye. <laughs> Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.